Hello everybody and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. My name is Kinger and as always I'm joined by Mark. Hello. By Nally. Well. Drum roll. And by Walji. Strapple. Yes! <laughs> hey, he said something in a different language anyway. I'm assuming it was a different language or else he just, just made an absolute balls of hello. And just so I was like, oh, I'm not going to butcher this too much, I don't think. I went down to Google and you know the way you can get them to actually say it? I must have spent about five, ten minutes trying to get the pronunciation. It's spelled, or it sounds like S-T-O-R, but it's spelled Z-D-O-R. So do we get to guess where it's from now? Go for it. Say it, say it one more time, Alshi. Stratful. I'm going to guess Estonia. No. I'm going to go with Uzbekistan. No. They were in the Euros. Uh, I'll guess uh, Macedonia. If that's right, I'm calling shenanigans because Kinger has a relation <laughs> from North Macedonia. So I'm calling shenanigans if that's Macedonia. right. Okay, all right. Definitely was <laughs> uh, Croatia. Oh, very okay. good. Uh, Croatia, very good. Okay. Uh, this week we are in Tipperary and Limerick. So, um, Canvas and Treaty City are the breweries we have for the, from those countries. And I'm going to... Let's kick off with uh, Canvas and put Mark under a bit of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pressure is the right word. Um so anyone who's been listening for this season knows me and Ali kind of take a brewery each and we give you a little bit of background, kind of the story of it, where they're from, that kind of thing. This can be a difficult challenge with some craft breweries. Maybe they're, you know, new enough or maybe they just don't really kind of publicize their background. With Canvas, it's the complete bloody opposite. Their website is story after story with little distinct facts and it's very hard to actually get a straight answer out of their their website but it's actually fantastic it's very interesting you should read it it tells the story about how their family farm it's it's four guys two sets of brothers lifelong friends set it up around 2017 2018 as a microbrewery and but it tells the story about how you know their the farms that they're working on were involved in making malted barley for guinness for decades and then that kind of ran out and they had to make grain for animal feed instead and you know, the whole kind of community suffered. And then more recently, they've come back. So the goal of Canvas is single source brewing. So all the barley and stuff is is grown on this farm. Uh, that's, that's the ingredients for the beer. They have a hop garden where they use Irish strains of hops um, to produce the beer, which is like fantastic. And, you know, the water and stuff comes from Tipperary. Uh, and we all know Tipperary is a, even a name brand in water. So got to be good. Um, one of their their things that people maybe don't realize, they're called Canvas. So all their cans have amateur or professional artwork on them. And they will actually design bespoke artwork for you uh, if you're interested in it. Now, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it in terms of how much of it costs. But if you have an event or something, you can submit artwork to them and they'll uh, put the labels on your can and ship it out to you. So uh, we'll talk about the can we have today from Flav. Well, I think that's just a really good idea and a really, really good tie-in with the name. That's cool. So uh, they're from Ross Cray in Tipperary. And I would urge anyone just to kind of give their history a bit of a read. It's quite interesting. Plays into the kind of, you know, they're involved in Diageo, selling, selling malted barley to Diageo. So God knows, you know, these guys could have been 
responsible for some Guinness or for some other very well-known beers over the last um the last say 50 60 70 years now maybe not these guys particularly but their fathers or their uncles the people who run the farm before them yeah so uh really looking forward to this um amber ales are kind of a, a favorite of mine this is a double amber ipa so i'm kind of quite excited to see what's going to come out of this can um yeah so that is canvas brewing into brewery Cool. Well, I mean, you managed to condense it down to, to some form of intelligible <laughs> information. <laughs> Sounds like that could have been a podcast on its own there for a while. I, 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 it really I could. It really. If you go on their website, there's so much information. Uh, Walshie, what delightful piece of information have you for us about Tipperary this week? I won't lie to you. It was a bit of effort to try something, find something even slightly half interesting about the place. Oh, strangely... That's... I don't know if you know this. The county is named after the town of Tipperary. Shock horror. It was established in the early 13th century, shortly after the Norman invasion of Ireland. It's, yeah, whatever. Cool story. That's So it's good to know you've Google on your phone that you just cracked it open there. I did, but I was Google. <laughs> Wiki, or was it Wikipedia? Where are you at? Kind of sounds like you just Google Tipperary and ah, no, that's no, the no. first two lines of Wikipedia. No, I Googled fun facts of Tipperary, clicked into a load of different links to see if I could find something actually fun, and that was the best I could come up with. We should one hundred we should one hundred percent come up with that's a new fair. thing. Instead of Wikipedia, we should just have Walchipedia and it's just a heap of bollocks. I hate that works. Just a heap of bollocks like. It'll be good. Yeah. Apps. That's just, li- just lies. Yeah. I play. love the game, game for that. <laughs> Do I get royalties? No. <laughs> well, we would set it up and name it after you, but like, you know, we would keep all the money. Nally, tell us about tell us about Treaty City. Uh, yeah, so Treaty City is based in Limerick. Um they were founded in twenty fourteen. They said that the idea from it basically came from there was uh, Stephen and his Mrs. Teresa. What's he call her? Uh, yeah, after uh, just the beer itself we're having is called Savage Pure, and on the side of the can it says that it's inspired by his own beer, Teresa. So um, we'll just go along those lines. But apparently, living in Vancouver <laughs> in a small two bedroom apartment, um, and they were just getting sick of all the flavorless beer that they were drinking. So and they went down to their homebrew store, turned the spare bedroom into a you know kind of makeshift brewery. Um, so after that, then they um, they started to have family and stuff, and they had to move back to back home to Ireland because Canada's you know more than just a car journey away. So um, they, it's expensive as well. Yeah, Canada's expensive. Damn straight. So they uh, came back to Ireland, and um, they went about setting up the brewery in 2014. And um, they have a couple of uh, they came up with this one. It's uh, their Harris Pale Ale. So this is kind of the first beer that they made in their home brewery setup. And it's gone through a couple of different recipe updates, and now it's one of their core range beers, which I think is really cool for it to be, you know, from the home brewery stage the whole way through to being one of their core beers. Um, I guess that's kind of what happens for a lot of, you know, craft breweries. Their main one that they like making ends up being in their core range, because if you're making it at home for yourself, you're going to probably keep making it on a bigger scale. It's easier to keep then. Um, but yeah, they have about four beers in their core line. They have a stout, a red ale, and um, they have the two i think it's two different pale ales or maybe one's a pale ale one's an ipa they're similar enough anyway um so yeah 
that's kind of the whole lot about it. Um, <laughs> they have what I found on their website that I thought was kind of cool is you know on the uh, any craft beer website when you go into it, uh, you have the are you over eighteen and you have to click yes or no or whatever it is. So since they're from Limerick and I'm assuming it's just coming from the the rubber bandits and blind boy, it's uh, they've got a thing when you when you go into it it comes up as uh, yurt instead of yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, with that Harris beer, they went from the, the two 20 litres to uh, 3,000 litres in each batch, which is, you know, a bit of a difference for them. Yeah, so yeah. it's become a, it's becoming kind of more popular. They've, uh, they've definitely branched out. They're supplying a lot more premises now with their beer. The Harris beer, I think that's the one I've had. The Invasion is another one that they had out as well. Um, they're pretty solid beers from what I've had. This one I haven't had. I'm very much looking forward to it. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to us talking about the can. Just to see what all your thoughts yeah, are on the we'll can. Get to that. I think it's, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's we'll unique. Get... <laughs> um, unique, let's put it that way. <laughs> Before... I'm surprised they can still sell this in 2021, to be honest. <laughs> uh, no. no, 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 no. We'll, we'll discuss all that when we get to it. Uh, Walshie, enlighten us about Limerick, please. I have more of a question. And a, an opportunity for the people of Limerick. If they had the opportunity to re- rename their county right now, I don't like where this is going. Do you think they are missing a beat, not calling it Picklerick? <laughs> they could make it a fine tourist destination if they jumped on that bandwagon. Uh, <laughs> what? Ex- explain. Limerick, Picklerick. It's the best I can do. Right, like, <laughs> yeah, jump up. It'd be like back in the day when we everybody wanted to go to Sesame Street. Now you go see Pickle Rick. They have all oh, bringing in massive tourist destination then and make a fortune. Yeah, but but people wanted to go to Sesame Street to meet Elmo and Big Bird and stuff, and they wanted to go to the place. And now they can go to Pickle Rick to meet a, an animated pickle in an pickle adult Rick. swim cartoon. But Absolutely. Why would you call the but like, are you? I'm glad. I, I'm glad you don't work for that fucking Faltero Irish Tourism Board because Jesus Fal- Christ, Faltero Ireland, <laughs> Faltero Ireland, yeah, Faltero Walshy. I'm a little disappointed he doesn't because I can only imagine the unique branding opportunities that would arise on Faltero Walshy. Oh, <laughs> trying to sell that to people now would be that is that's. In a room of all businessmen trying to sell that idea, I'd say that. I think much like well. my accents on this podcast, we're going to have to rethink Walsh's segment for the counties going forward. <laughs> it was hard to make up something for the two names, and it was genuinely the only thing. Like Tipperary, what do you do with that name? I don't know. Maybe they're all men and they don't tip people very often, so they're rare at tipping. So it's Tipperary. I mean, yeah. that that came straight off his dome there, like instantly. There you he go. Just thought of that straight away. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I never thought of him. Limerick, Limerick was the only thing. Limerick, something. There's, Limerick, there's literally, there's Limerick. literally an entire form of poetry named after yeah. Limerick. You could have gone after Limericks. Yeah. I once oh, yeah, I know that. Took it. <laughs> Finish the rest. <laughs> I think I think we've all earned this one. So where are we starting first? <laughs> Canvas, please. Yeah. I want to get this amber goodness into my belly. Okay, let's crack them open. At so. seven point five percent, is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need that if I have to listen to Walshy for much longer. Let's crack them open, boys. 
the true talk we don't get to listen to anybody <laughs> so I'm um, I'm fairly new to the Amber Ales but they're they're definitely becoming a fast favourite of mine so like is it double amber is it double amber IPA is it yeah it's yes. an interesting this, kind of concept I'm not too sure what it's, it's going to be like it's kind of like a mixture of my two favourites at the minute so this should score well for me yeah it should score well here however um, so Nali do you want to talk I about the smell a quick go yeah so you got that too mark yeah yeah so, it uh, smells like a cider doesn't it yeah it's uh it's definitely kind of farmhouse like a saison or a cider type of thing it's yeah yeah i'm wondering like it doesn't say it on it you know that's something i love with all cans though i know i've said this a number of times but they can tell you what yeast or what hops they've used in it and stuff so this does at least give you the hops and it just says an english yeast which maybe that's all it is but it's kind of got that you know it's Ooh. definitely smell that we got from uh Remember we had that Kvike beer? Shouting is... Oh, yeah. 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 I was going to say. definitely got that kind of smell to it. Which is very strange. Which is very strange for like an amber and an IPA kind of smell. It's it's pretty different than what you expect. Yeah, I'm kind of amazed. I'm getting like an apple cider smell off it. Like it's a deep... Yeah, it's a very like, uh, hazy beer. And it's kind of dark brownie. Dark golden to brown. Like a little bit darker than your usual amber is what I would say. I'd... Uh, I'd nearly go a bit different. I think it's nearly, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I suppose it is a little bit darker than normal amber, but uh, there's no head retention. It's gone. That doesn't stick around mm, at no, all. Nothing, it's gone, yeah. Um, yeah, that smell is uh, definitely distinct. Has any of you tried it yet? There's a lot to that. Yeah, so. It packs a bunch. I have to say, it is an incredibly smooth mouthfeel. I, I was expecting something harsh but as well she says there's an awful lot going on in the flavor of yeah this. definitely there's uh it's got a got a bit of depth to it <laughs> that um Ooh, that is yeah that kind of apple smell that you're saying mark nearly comes across it is a bit quite fruity so it is as well um cider and uh, by the way it's not a cider yeah. it just happens to smell kind of apple and <clears throat> Tastes pretty fruity in that kind of vein as well. It's yeah, yeah maybe like, maybe like low carbonated cider, maybe, but not you know it's the the, the carbonation is pretty low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm missing that with the yeah, you know that kind of that kind of fizz explosion you get off a of cider like that like it's similar to like a can of Lucasade or something. Yeah, in that kind of blast of bubbles, that's definitely missing here. The the fruity flavors I feel. There's nothing too distinct about them. Like, you can tell it's kind of fruity. It's hard to say, like, an apple-y kind of taste to it. But there's not, like, one distinct note, like, like jumping out at you with this. Like, it's not orangey or grapefruit or peach or whatever. Yeah, to me, it kind of reminds me of, like, um, you know, a Saison or something. One of those kind of farmyardy beers. Um like if someone said farmyard to me, I could imagine it tasting something similar to this. You know, it's 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 hard. It's one of those ones that's hard to describe. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an odd one. That carbonation, the lack of carbonation there. I think if there was a bit more, I'd be more into it. Just looking at looking at the can here, it says part of the part of the um the small batch um. Uh, the way they've made the beer as well is that they've the, obviously like water hops and then 
herbs from the from the locality so like would herbs be a thing you'd put in much beers i wonder if that's one of the kind of strange tastes that we're getting from this yeah like i guess it depends on what herbs they mean like are they just talking something like parsley or is there something a bit more unusual in there that wouldn't be you know maybe native to ireland <laughs> sage or uh, something like i don't know but um i just think weird <clears throat> the more i drink of it the kind of lighter it is like it's like drinking water there's no real distinction here like normally when you're drinking a beer even if it's a light flavored beer like even your american light lager it's like a rock shore or a heineken mm. you can notice that it's a bit more viscous than water it's a bit heavier than water this for me is like going down the same consistency as water which i'm finding very unusual especially for something that's 7.5 percent this is dipper territory it should be it's essentially it know, is a dipper because like it's a glue it's just an amber ipa but it's a dipper it's a double IPA. Just happens to be amber. <laughs> I was looking. I was looking forward to it earlier on. Amber IPA, very nice. And then just as we were sitting down, I realised it said double. And as we know, double anything when it comes to beer is something I am not a fan of. Boom. Um, first taking a drink of it, it, it felt like I was being hit by a truck. To be honest, nearly. Uh, that has calmed down because I'm nearly, I don't know, ready for the taste of it or something. It's not as bad. Uh, I, I still wouldn't be going out of my way to get it. It's just it's just not my forte, do you know what I mean? It's just like it's more your kind of thinking or now than it would be mine. It's just a bit too um heavy tasting for me. You know you know we've had we we've we've discussed stuff on the podcast before, like if you put two styles together, what what what, what like this for me I think is literally if you're putting double IPA and an amber like two so two styles that I've come to like. It, this brings me right back to season one where it, uh, somebody said that it smelled like feet and this, I, it smells and unfortunately I think this, it's, it, it tastes a bit feety it's as well. It's a snake bite without the, without the blackcurrant. It smells like that and it's kind of got that beery bit with the cidery kind of taste with mm. it. Unfortunately, because I really wanted to like this, Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I do. it's it's Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very much in the same vein as that uh, wild outing as strangers, where I was expecting something very different than what it is. So the only one difference for this is it it says double lamber and it is it like it is double definitely. It's not one thing and a complete polar opposite. To to cast back to an earlier episode this season, was it the Metal Man beer we had, the spiced berry sour, where we were like trying yes. it, and we were like. We've never had anything like this. This is its own thing. Like, it's we were struggling to compare it to something because it wasn't really like anything. This is kind of remind me of that, and that I haven't ever had anything like this before. Um, the smell, the taste, the body. It's not really like landing in either of the categories of amber or IPA or anything else I can kind of think of really. Mm. It's not. It's not again something we we discuss as well as like you know somebody starting into the world of craft beer. This wouldn't be one that you'd kind of. Um, suggest to someone starting for the first time, I'd say, because I think this would probably put people off. <laughs> Fuck no, yeah, I this wouldn't is, suggest this, this to anyone who's an experienced yeah. craft beer drinker. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, uh, on that then, let's move on to the ratings, shall we? Who, uh, who, who are you going to make do it this week? I suggest Walshy for the crack. Actually, Walshy was brilliant at it. Walshy did it. He was too good. He was, he, he was too good. Yeah, he was yeah, too I'm good. Let's, let's see, can I remember now? Because it's actually been a while. Um... So it starts with unbearable, and then it goes booze, 
Booze. Then it goes middle of the road, just beer. Then you've Brutiful. And then, of course, the top rating of Unbeer-Leavable. So um, I don't start these off too often. I'm, 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 I'm going to start this with um, a disappointing booze for me. Uh, it's... I was expecting a lot more from a double amber because I like both styles and it's just not, it doesn't like, it doesn't give me any kind of bang of either side, if that makes sense. It's just, it's just strange, I think. But Yeah, man. So I agree with you. For me, it's a booze as well. Um, similar reasons. I think I've kind of grown to like amber ales recently. You know they're they're good they're good good stuff um and i'm a big fan of ipas dippers are nice as well but what, one of the things i like about those kind of styles is they tend to be you know far more carbonated than this is um i think if they up the carbonation this could get up to a just beer for me but i don't see how it could get much higher than that um yeah for the same reasons as you king or man it's just a booze for me it's disappointing because i really the can's pretty cool and um, yeah, for something that was a double double amber IPA, I had higher hopes. Yeah, um, to be honest, I thought you'd be a little higher than me, but um, I'm I'm booze as well. I think that's more down to the fact that I just doubles. I just can't do. I was a lot more hopeful, being that I was an amber, and I seen there was citra in it as well, which was like okay, that might be something that might play into my favor a bit. But just smell not great, taste is. A lot, it's just too heavy for me. So, yeah, booze, booze as well for me, fortunately. Yeah, I agree completely. Booze for me here. Um, there's a fruity flavor to it, but it doesn't strike any particular specific notes. They don't call that out in it. They don't play up the citra on the can, and I can see why, because there's no real citrusy flavor there. It's got a cider smell to it, but not the refreshing, crisp body of a cider. In fact, the body is quite flat, even if it is light. Um, the farmhouse smell or set style Natty was getting on at. When I close my eyes and I drink this, I can kind of feel like I'm in my uncle's farmyard a little bit. There's like notes of like silage and hay and muck really and earthy, tractor. Like. Those kind of smells. Yeah. And um, more more than earthy though. Like earthy is that kind of dirty, grassy kind of flavor. This has that like a, a whole host of them going on. So like that's you know it's it's wonderful. You can make a beer smell all that, but why those smells, you know? Because, yeah, farmyards are not nice places to smell. <laughs> but, um, yeah, booze from me. Wow. That's uh, probably the first time in a while we've had a unanimous agree- agreement on a, a single rating. A unanimous booze for Canvas yeah. Flav. I will I will say one thing for Canvas. Uh, whether it's positive or negative, we'll figure that out as more we try it. A lot of their beers seem to be a bit more... Um, out there a bit a little bit more experimental um, like try yeah thank you that's the word i was trying to think of experimental and um, that i've noticed so you know what i mean it's not going to turn me off trying all these ones because trying all these new and a bit out there kind of ones is um kind of half of the fun of what Absolutely, we do yeah. you know yeah i think that's something we we kind of touched on before we said uh like if i if i went in no i'm not getting that one again <laughs> <laughs> you know if i'm going in somewhere and I see something that says double double amber IPA. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna try that just because it's mental. And I'm hoping some of their other ones, Walshy, are just kind of mental, you know, experimental beers as well. I'm up for trying Always. them. Always. Um, I'm probably not going to buy more than one can yeah. at a time of them. 
going off yeah. this, but I'll try them. Yeah, <laughs> that's the joy of that's the joy of being a craft beer mm, fan, no. though, is like seeing something that's kind of a bit out there yeah, and like yeah, trying exactly. it. You know what I mean? So sometimes it works, and sometimes sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, fair play for having a go, lads. But uh, this one did not land. Like if you were to s- be- before you we started even craft beer, the thoughts of like a sour or a milkshake IPA or anything like that, and you're like. That sounds outlandish, and some of us are huge fans of both. I think it was uh, one of the guys who uh, plays ball with us, Kinger, he uh, he mentioned how uh, this is kind of a downside of craft beer for him. How now when he's drinking he, uh, cork and he just wants to go in and have a pint and Fair. know what he's getting every yeah. time. And he's disappointed if you go in and buy four or five cans and three of them are shite and then you get two that are class. But for me, it's the opposite. I'm like... Buy five cans, you might get three of them that are terrible. But yeah, you're true. on to two yeah, winners yeah. then. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's and cool. I think we all agree that, like, we always talk on this podcast about trying new things and, like, <clears> you know, we're always having new beers on the podcast as much as we can. But um, I say we all have five or six cans of our favorites in the fridge at any given time. Oh, yeah. Because if you do try a couple of new ones and you're like, you know what, that's two or three bad ones in a row, you go back to the, you go back to basics and you go back to the good stuff for yeah, a while. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's just a hard reset. You just got to do... Turn, yeah. <laughs> have you tried turning it off and on again? It's what you do with your palate when you've gone through a shitload of shit beers. <laughs> Speaking of uh, turning things off, uh, for all our female listeners, Kinger is about to do his best Tipperary accent <laughs> to outro canvas uh, brewing uh, flab. So mean. That's so mean. <laughs> So that's 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 a dirty old booze for that's a dirty old booze for Canvas's Flav on the Crafty Crew podcast. <laughs> I think the fact that it was named Flav as well really helped you for that accent. <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Flav could have worked a bit better, maybe. <laughs> Nolly, I believe you have a question uh, for us this week. Yeah. So, uh, question. It's from. Um, it was a conversation I was having with uh, our head coach there, Kinger, uh, young Billiam, Billiam Doherty. Billiam, yeah. Uh, Billiam, yeah. So he, he was uh, he was saying how he was listening to the podcast, which, you know, I, first off, I thought it was a surprise because uh, someone said to listen to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, after that, he was going on about it. He was saying uh, how when he was younger, like, uh, you know, Will, uh, Bill, Bill's, uh, Bill's an army guy and he's American, so... It was definitely after he was 21 and not 18, like he said. Um, but he said uh, he was out and he was doing trash deliveries and stuff like that, or trash collection. Not deliveries, you don't just drop shit off. But a uh, collection. And um, it was a roasting hot day in uh, you know in America and he was just, all just sweating balls. Ridiculous. Running behind this garbage truck, just firing bins into it. And someone had left out this like ice-cold six-pack of Budweiser. And uh, he says to this day, he still remembers it as just one of the best beers he's ever had because the day was just so hot <laughs> and the Budweiser was so cold yeah. and it just made everything so much better. Like, <laughs> you know, running behind his garbage truck for whatever length of time and then eventually getting this unreal, just ice cold beer. So the question I kind of got from that, I was wondering if there's any specific beer, specific memory you can think of, you know, where the beer and the memory just the beer made it so much better. You'll probably give me a bit of shit for this, right? But I know the day we got married, right, was just like a rush from start to finish, like getting up in the morning, getting ready, rushing to the church, the pressure of everyone arriving. It was just, a, you know, obviously a massive day. It, it got to the point of the day where everyone had was like, you know, um, 
was kind of standing around waiting to be called for dinner. And at that point of the day, it was like who everyone else was gone to the dining area. And it was just us, like me, my wife, our bridal party. And somebody handed me a pint of Guinness. And to just to just sit in the silence just after getting married uh, like and have that lovely pint of Guinness, like I don't think I'll ever forget it. Like I actually just looked around and like uh, took it all in. Do you know, it was that was amazing for me. And it might be one of the reasons I love Guinness so much, to be fair. A hundred percent is a, a decent emotional connection there. I was a uh, groomsman at a wedding before and that moment when everyone's gone and you're just waiting for the hotel person to come and introduce you, it's it's it is a, a moment of calm in the storm. It's so like I get serenity, yeah. It's mad. Um for me, Kinger, leading on from your Guinness point point pint point, pint. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> drop in here. So um we when I was eighteen, we played like a minor GAA tournament uh, over here in Fingal, which is like they, they call it the Fingal League, and it's like not Dublin, just Fingal teams. But it was ran pretty well, where we didn't invite the two clubs that were better than us. So you know, <laughs> we were the highest ranked club, and we won it. You know, we won two games, get to the final, and then won the final. Man, it was a crazy journey. But um, afterwards, we're in the the clubhouse, and clubhouse had a bar. And, you know, they don't they didn't have a trophy for this league, like so whatever. So a couple of the more entrepreneurial lads went up and found the biggest trophy they could find behind the bar. Uh, demanded that the barman fill it with Guinness, which he didn't. But when he left, because there's only one barman, they proceeded to fill it with Guinness. And uh the four or five of us who were actually eighteen and the twenty five other non eighteen year olds sat around passing this massive Guinness massive trophy, like there must have been about twelve points in it, like it was insane around up and down this line everyone taking a drink out of the one uh the one trophy you know can't imagine it in covid times but my my favorite memory is when the two midfielders in the team who were big big lads uh seven of us were old enough to go to a nightclub so we had ordered a seven seater and it was waiting outside and i had the trophy so i was like ah fuck i better bring this up to the bar you know half it's still half full of guinness but like it's gone warm now and nobody wants it and as i was making my way up like some scene out of a sitcom, they both grabbed me under an armpit, picked me up, <laughs> carried me out, put me in the taxi and closed the door and threatened the taxi driver that if they let me out, uh, something bad was going to happen. I won't say what they said exactly, but uh, <laughs> only, only for the two managers rushing out at the very last minute as the taxi's about to pull away and grabbing that trophy off my hands, I would have uh, tried to get into a nightclub with a massive trophy full of Guinness. So, But yeah, good times, good memories, I have to say. I've heard of worse things people trying to get in, into nightclubs so I mean a trophy full of Guinness doesn't sound that bad in comparison to some I've heard yeah. of I've only ever won two two football things in my, as an adult when I could drink and there's something about a pint of Guinness out of a trophy it's just gorgeous I'll uh, lead off I, I don't know if I'd go and say specific drinks but there's that moment like you know you're playing football or you're in a tournament or, or anything after that you're like we're going for a pint that first mouthful or after a long week's work on that friday evening that very first drink is absolute bliss i mean way to way to shit way to shit on the entire premise of the question while she what's the beer what, what well, I mean, what's I the drink I, specifically i have an absolute memory of a goldfish specific drink 
Okay, I okay, so hang on. I've hang had on, a right? few. So it's been a really long week of work. You've been throwing boxes around left, right, and center. You get home, you open the fridge, and you're like, oh, yes, I'm having that. What are you looking at? Oh, if I, if I got to pick one, I'd be like, if I seen a can of like uh, Seeking Sunshine or something like that in my fridge, I'm in heaven. But after a long week and I'm desperate for a drink, if I seen a can of cider and that was always there and I hate cider, that would probably be the best drink ever in that moment as well. It really wouldn't matter. But that just that one thing that you've been looking forward to all day. You see, lads, I think I found the secret. You have to walk them through the question. <laughs> you just answered it. You just answered <laughs> yeah. it perfectly. But for some reason, I had to explain it to you a second <laughs> I'm telling you now, if I got my flatmate in here beside you, I was like, oh, you wouldn't believe the effort that I have to put through to explain shit. To and me. you give out, so you give out me. about me talking too much. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, I never thought you'd pick a cider. So that's um, eye-opening. It's, it was, I'm just saying, something that I like really dislike. You know, it's like, if it was that. And it was just, like, even some of them roasted days, very warm, and I went out to yours, and I was like, I didn't get a chance to go to the off license yet, and all you had was a bottle of cider in it. On that day, that bottle of cider could be the best thing yeah. I've ever drank. That's what it's you know for. I mean? That's what it's for. So mine is uh, one of the first kind of craft beers I had, uh, where I had a banana bread beer. I think it was by Wells Brewery, and um, so we were just going up to the house for a night. You know, going up, play some PlayStation, have a few beverages, then head into town. Normal, standard any night of the week when I was in college. So, uh, <laughs> but it was kind of the first I've gone into craft beer type thing and uh, Wells Banana Bread Beer, I saw it on the shelf and I was like, this sounds ridiculous. Just a madness. Like, why would you, why would you, why would you want a banana bread beer? <laughs> so uh, I, and uh, <laughs> I did not regret the decision. It was 100% what it says on the tin. It was savage. The problem being, um, after I couldn't find it for a long time, I went out and bought 24 bottles of it. And, um, you know, the first one or two I had, I was like, this is class. Yeah, this is really good. Still remember this being really good. Um, but after the next 22 bottles, I'm pretty sure if I never have that again, I might be okay with it. <laughs> it was <laughs> hella sweet and heavy. <laughs> Oh, massive overkill! Like the fear of never overkill. having it again. I like. I think within about two weeks, I'd finished the twenty-four bottles, and I don't think you could have more than three at a time. It was ridiculous. So, <laughs> okay, lads, will we move on to uh, Treaty City Brewery's uh, Savage Bure Milk Stout? Yeah, and I think this is a, an interesting thing to move on to from a double amber IPA to a stout. That's not something we've ever really done before in this. No, and we've done double stouts or stout and IPA, but this is a really across the pond kind of jump here. So as we're as we're cracking this open, right? Um, you know, to someone who may be not be as educated as, as as we're cracking this open, uh, to somebody who's not as uh, educated as as you know the rest of us are, can someone explain what a milk stout is? <laughs> It's not uh, your fault yeah, from man, Galway, so A milk stout is basically the same as a stout, except what they do is they add in lactose, which is that, you know, that dairy sugar, that milk sugar. So it kind of gives it this uh, sweeter kind of flavor. Um, 
sometimes it might make it that little bit kind of okay. creamier in texture or kind of smoother in texture, but it's it's mainly gives it that kind of sweeter flavor. You know, um, with uh, milkshake IPAs and stuff, they tend to be made with a lot of lactose thrown in it to give it that kind of smoothness and that kind of creamy flavor. So that's kind of what you're going to get in this stout, um, along with the normal mm. kind of roasted stout flavors. So I don't know, maybe like a chocolate milkshakey type thing or something. What I what I like about milk stouts is the natural chocolatey kind of notes you get on a lot of stouts. When you get that kind of lactose in there, it almost turns into like a Cadbury's milk chocolatey kind of flavor for me. And I really enjoy that. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you, Mark. It kind of takes it from like a, a dark chocolate to a yeah. milk chocolate kind of thing. Yeah, and um, I'll be honest with you, that's what I'm getting off this. I'm getting strong chocolate notes from the smell. So to to segue us back in, it's a. Would you say that's black? Oh god, that is dark. But just just very. just 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 very quickly before we move on to smell, mouthfeel, taste of this beer, um, can we discuss the can, please? Yes, and I will start off with a one-word sentence: uh, boobies. Yeah, basically, a can like, with a load of. A lot of like secondary school artwork yeah. tits on it, and it's pink oh. and it has tits in black and white. And, I mean, I guess that's it, isn't it? And I mean, you know, it's not. It's not exactly. Uh, I mean, every every size and shape is accounted for. To be fair, I mean, it's not like you know. Yeah, there's even individual ones. There are some individual ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, one is one. The, the other is the other side of the can mark. If you've oh, noticed, yeah. They're that far apart. Um, that is wasn't wasn't going to be like that, but okay. Um, what I do find cool is if you look at uh, so on the canvas can I drew, drew you to the side of the label. If you look at the side of the label on this, you'll see there's a malt, hops, body, fruit, and color. Okay, and they have five little boxes and they're different level asterisks. Yeah, like what you'd see on like uh, a Gran Turismo game when you're selecting a car. The five different stats that go up higher yeah. with some, like some is faster, but worse braking or whatever, whatever it might be. And that's what it reminds me of. And I think we should, let's let's kind of reference this as we're doing it. Because I think it's really cool that they've given everybody who drinks it a little, this is what we are going for. It's a bit of a cheat so let's code have for a really us, good, uh, Yeah, a little cheat code for us. Exactly. So I think this came out in the middle of 2020, mid to late 2020. Um, so, mm. you know, in the midst of a pandemic, if you go to the opposite side of the can mark where that kind of cheat sheet is, down the bottom where sit, yeah, wash your down hands. the bottom where it has you know the, uh, you know the ingredients and stuff. Just below that, it has it has it. Keep safe and wash your hands, you gals. Which you know is a not a, a nice <laughs> nod to the limerick, uh, you know uh, what do we say vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess the last thing to call out is that's five point five percent, so not overly strong by any means in terms of craft stouts, but still got enough there to give it a nice kick. Um, but uh, Mark, Mark, as you as you said earlier, Mark, it is it is a very dark looking stout. Like it's it's there's nothing, yeah. there's no light coming through there at all. Like yeah, the head <clears throat> sticks around for a little bit, but not long. It's got an off color, quite a brown head, I would say, like more off color than the typical off color. So to move on in terms of body and mouthfield, it's got a lovely, smooth, um, heavy body to it. But 
just when you finish your mouthful, there's a lovely little tickle on the tongue of mm. carbonation. And it just kind of clears your palate a little bit. Not, not, not all the way. Don't get me wrong. You still get this lovely chocolatey flavor, but just enough that you're kind of like, ooh, little tingle. Can't wait for the next sip. I like the carbonation of that little fizziness at the beginning. It's very smooth. That bit of chocolateness is, is very nice. Uh, I'm kind of surprised I didn't know what to really expect from it. The milk part maybe put me off a little bit. I don't know why. but uh, And then the fact that it was... It looks so thick and dark. I'm like, I don't know what this is going to be. But it's so smooth. It goes down very, very well. I think with stouts especially, though, they tend to be slower drinkers. Like, you're not necking a stout. It's more of a enjoyment. It's a it's a it's it's an experience kind of thing to, to be a bit naff with it. But, um, so, so it's more important, really, with the carbonation. Because if you go a couple of points of your CO2, dissolve CO2 off with like a lager or a beer or an IPA, you might get away with it, you know, or yeah. else it wouldn't be, it wouldn't ruin the beer. It might just Sociable. like decrease yeah. its its goodness or whatever. But with a stout, it can kill it. It really can. And I, I see what you're saying, Kinger, that they're taking a risk that the flavor is good. But I think they knew this is so well kind of there that I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they, these guys knew what they were doing. You know, this is a this is a very good solid beer, and um, that's you know holding up halfway through, three quarters of the way through. We've given this a good fair shake, so let's move on to the rating, I suppose. Um, Mark, you kick us off here. I really haven't. I I still haven't decided where I am with this. Right. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, no, please, okay. Roger, save me. I'll jump in. Mark is obviously having a moment, and um, so. I'll jump in with a, with a solid brutiful. Uh, there's a nice bit of carbonation there. That's it's and it's not too much. It's just nice. It's very smooth and it kind of nearly has a like not a fruity sweetness to it, but there's a sweetness there that adds that little bit to it as well. That's very very nice. Now because it's a milk stout and like with Nadia saying that lactose and stuff, would you be able to have a few of them? I don't know. And you won't know until you attempt to have a few of them. But for the one that I have in front of me, I'm very much enjoying it. So a solid brutal for me. Watchy, I have watchy, I have I have to say I'm actually um I'm somewhat in agreement with you. I think this is this the baseline is brutal for this. Um I don't know do I have it in me to give an unbelievable to a stout. I am actually, I've really enjoyed this, I have to say. And I, I think that is absolutely deserving of an unbelievable rating. I think it's phenomenal. I think, I think I've discovered what I don't like about certain stouts and what to look for in the stouts that I, I might like. Do you know what I mean? So I think this is, um, I love the sweetness. Um, I've, I, it's, it's not too heavy either. Okay, you wouldn't drink more than, you know, three or four of them in a night maybe because they are quite heavy. But uh, I, I still think it's, it's, yeah, unbelievable for me. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna land on that. Yeah, for me, it's unbelievable. It does enough. I was in between because I wasn't sure uh, whether the chocolate taste would be just a bit too much. To say this is really drinkable and I could have three or four of them. 
or whether it was like our Panda Nero that we tried that was really nice, but really was so heavy and so flavorful that you stopped at one or maybe two and that was it. And anything past that is too, too indulgent. It's simple. It's chocolatey. It has just the right tickle of carbonation to make you want a bit more. Um, it's smooth at the same time. It, it's not too much and it's just eminently enjoyable. I just love the one flavor in it. I like I do yeah. enjoy my audacious stouts, but it just works with this. They've got an awful lot right with it. And I have like basically no complaints of this. This is unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I can't argue. I'm giving it a brutal. I think it's a class beer. Um, I really enjoyed it. I like the sweetness. I like uh, how it stayed from top to bottom. It was very drinkable the whole way through. That carbonation that there, that's there is just enough for that kind of chocolatey flavor. I think it's really nice. Um, yeah, I'm, it's just it just it just misses out on the unbelievable for me. Like right on the edge, it's it's right there. It's just I think uh, I think the drinkability of it just might lose after a few cans like three or four cans it might take it down which which brings it just under that um unbelievable for me but you know really high brutal and um you know as a podcast since we round up i have no qualms about it getting a certain rate yeah that's going to be unbelievable and i think while she and ali as you said nally no qualms about it while she you're probably the same you wouldn't begrudge that an unbelievable I, I personally wouldn't go that far. I don't think it's that good, but you know, I'm not going to argue with a man or anybody over it either. Now, uh, it's one thing listening to Mr. Niall King do his best Tipperary impression. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, here we go. One of the most distinctive accents in this country. If I was to pick an accent to give to people abroad and say, this, this here, this is an accent in Ireland. This would be one of the top two. Um, Mr. King, would you please take it away with a fantastic, unbelievable rating for Treaty City's Savage Bure in your very best <laughs> blind, I assume, blind boy boat club impersonation. <laughs> like, I assume that's it. I mean, that's that's what I'm aiming for. Uh, no pressure, though. So I always end up just going cork, but... That's Limerick City, kid. So that's an that's an unbelievable rating for Trady City's Savage Bjor on the Crafty Crew podcast. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Kinger, I have a lovely little outro. Trady City have really represented Limerick really well there. You know, that's a smashing beer, whatever way we cut it. Mm-hmm. We all thoroughly enjoyed it. And you know what? Thank you, guys. Yep. And I'm absolutely dying to try more of them to kind of redeem ourselves in the eyes Phenomenal, of yep. Limerick after Mr. Paul Walsh's like very lazy attempt at any sort of fact. I've written a little poem. I've written a little poem. <laughs> I've written a little Limerick to honor them, to defend them, and to, uh, I hope, I hope they really give us a bit more credit after this. So it's called PW et al. Okay. Are we all ready? Shoot. There once was a man from Athlone who had a big bald head like a dome. His head it was full and he was thick like a bull for he had nothing to run through his comb. My beard. I run the comb through my beard. Fuck you. (laughs) 
right lads I'm going to finish this off right now so it is a straight up goodbye from Nally goodbye from Kinger and I'm leaving them to last because fuck them goodbye from Mark and goodbye from myself Walshie take care we'll see you next time